What's good, people? It's Richie Rich. Going on, people? It's your boy Kev. It's your girl Simone. And welcome to Black Book. Today we're joined by Remy. Hi, guys. And Mr. JJ. What's up? What's up? What's good, man? As a community, black people have always endeavoured to create and build businesses. Some means of independence or some by means of power. For one reason or another, we've struggled over the years to sustain this over time. But why? So this week, we're going to discuss the hustle of the black pound. Yeah? So, Ms. Simone, why is it that we struggle to kind of maintain this sort of, you know, entrepreneurship over the long term? Tell them. Well, in my opinion, I believe there are several reasons to why black businesses struggle. Okay. Firstly, I do not believe there is, there is enough trust when it comes to UK black owned businesses. Mm. We do not invest enough back into our own community and we refer to ourselves as a black business rather than just a business. I believe this creates a barrier from the outset and restricts consumers from looking at our direction because they believe our business is just catered for black people. Mm. I understand the concept of the Black Pound Day, which was developed by, you know, um, that guy Swiss from one of the members of So So The Crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, he it desperately encourages everyone once a month to shop from a black owned business in the UK, both locally and online. Okay. However, guys, a pound is just a pound and it takes more than just one purchase for a company to grow. And what I mean by this is one day out of the month isn't enough. The same way we have brand loyalty to Nike, ASOS and others, we should have the same with black owned brands such as Altitude Fitness, Cold Laundry, Juice Self and so forth. That's why I personally admire platforms like the UK Black Business Show and Jammy, who has been on the forefront to encourage constant exposure to the UK black businesses and their growth. Yeah, I agree, Simone. Also, there's a company called My Black Market. It was founded by a guy called Daniel Lister around 2014. Uh, Daniel Lister is actually a best-selling author who has also co-written a book with Les Brown, the, the motivational speaker. So My Black Market, their aim is to support black-owned businesses and their consumers to build a black UK economy. They intend to create a network of black-owned businesses um, that can that consumers can use to find products and services they require as an alternative means of the mainstream choices. So if you want to find a black mechanic or a black financial advisor, they'll point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The idea is they want to basically keep the money that we spend inside our community. Because a fun fact for you, 95% of the black disposable income gets used outside of the black community. And That's only really 5% actually gets spent inside the black community with a further... 3% being also extracted out to other non-black suppliers. So in fact, only really 2% of our income or I should say disposable income gets used inside of our community, which is crazy when you think about it. So how are we supposed to build an economy on 2%? It's crazy, isn't it? That is so crazy, Richard, because I have a business specializing in soft furnishings, and in my field, there is not many black professionals going into it. So I can definitely relate to those statistics. How, how's that? How's that treated you like? So starting initially was hard and it was scary, to be honest, because it was diving into the unknown. Even though I saw a gap in the market and aided with the skills as a textile graduate, I knew I was on to a winner. 
But most importantly, I had a real passion for textiles. Like, I didn't wake up one morning, had a pipe dream and decided to start a business today. But I had the support from my family and friends and they really believed in me, which was a massive help throughout the journey. So then what held you back then? So then what, what, held, what made you think you was held back? Was it, was it, certain, was it certain people, certain race, mm. certain people in the business? Um, to be honest, nothing really held me back because I had a business plan, faith, and a great idea. Yeah. So what I did, I started to research how to start a business via reading books, searching the internet. But funny enough, yeah, within that same month, I was recommended to join the Prince's Trust. I just want to touch on this real quick. To anyone who is listening, the Prince's Trust is a charity in the UK founded by the Prince of Wales to help young people and provide mentoring. So back to me now. Um, <laughs> so, well, with any business, you need to have the financial means to get your business off the ground. Yeah. And I basically just approached my parents and they invested in me. So thanks, mum and dad. Um, but I was quite fortunate that I didn't have to approach the banks. Yeah. Also, throughout my work experience... Working within the industry gave me a real heads up. So I know what I needed to do. So what I mean by that is understanding your target audience, building a rapport with your clients, as well as well as knowing how different departments work from head office to the shop floor. So from so for me, knowing all these structures, I knew that I'll be wearing all these different type of hats at some point to build in my business. However, I would like to say there was an element of real fear. Yeah. as I had no one really to follow within the textiles industry. Well, from my knowledge, like, there wasn't really anyone who looked so like So did me. you feel like you was working in harder than some of your, like... A hundred percent! Because everyone's had that feeling before. You know when you're working, you know you're working harder than, let's say, a certain counterpart, and, you, and they're getting a certain look-ins where you're like, rah, I can't, I'm not yeah, getting them looking. Is, is and I'm, I know I'm putting in well. twice the work. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Definitely! Yeah. I was working harder than That's others what I'm because, one, no one knew who I was, Two, I was competing against people who was already established. Okay. And three, unfortunately, as I mentioned before, not many people like me was in this field. And to a degree, my race did yeah. play a part. And as I went through the route of wholesale, so I only sold to boutiques rather than the general public, I did do the occasional Saturday market, the Christmas fair and so forth. But with this said, I had to go to trade shows. Okay which were very expensive yeah. and I had to be consistent. And to be honest, there was hardly anyone who was black or other races. It was mainly Europeans that were exhibiting at these trade shows. Because we don't go. <laughs> it's simple, bro. We don't go. It's true. Sit up at the shop at the corner, I'll wear them up, tell them the food's bad. Tell them the clothes are bad. And that's what, no, but the thing is, this is the problem. See, look, let me just interrupt there quick. Yeah, yeah. The, thing is, the thing is what I'm saying about this whole black pound and black business, yeah? I think black people have got the skills. We, we, I think 100%. the food, everything, we do that. But when we look at ourselves, we let ourselves down, bro, mm. in, in, in certain aspects. I understand that, but I do believe that oh. if you are going to start a business, do your research and make sure you have everything in place. Yeah, but some people because just have not, a skill sim and they go no, with that. No, but if you have the skill, you, ha you have to have the skills to okay. the right people to can help you to have those mm -hmm. things that you need mm. to do your business. And you see what we're getting at because now? Because if you're going to a trade show and you go there and the person's asking you, how much is this? If you don't have your costumes, you lost your potential well, customer. Yeah. And you can't be switching your prices. You can't... No, you it has to be Everything's got to be consistent. I can't be... This, this is the problem. When you order an Oxtel, I don't want it three hours later, Sim. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the problem. And this, this, when, yeah. when you order something from the, oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna come in three days. You're waiting two weeks, yeah. three weeks for your stuff mm. to come, and this yeah. is the problem. With, when I say 
I would say 60% of black businesses. Yeah. Personally, yeah. what I've what I've come across, 60%, they're inconsistent. They're yeah. better, the quality's better. It could be fabric, food, it doesn't matter, music, anything. Yeah. But consistency and not knowing what they're doing is the reason why they make a quick buck and not consistently. And that's where they, they, they don't develop wealth. And that's why businesses always just go up and down, shut, shut up, always up and down. So it can also be financial as well. Exactly, because they're not... Because I would always say, as well, also say that also black, a lot of black businesses don't have that backing mm-hmm. of the banks. Yes. Yes. Um, it's a catch-22. You can't yeah, win. But in terms of the loan, because let's say, for instance, you don't have that family member to loan you that 20 no. grand. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't have black family businesses. So I would say having um, financial backing from the bank is very important. Mm. Um so with that said, with that being said, it could be in regards to just even a small loan just to start off the business. Yeah. But we don't get that. But this is now even when we do, they give us one with some such high interest, interest rates. Yeah. But, 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 but mm. Becky or whatever, she can get the nice little quick loan, seven yeah. percent APR. Well, You're getting twenty eight point nine. So basically, so there is some truth in what you're saying, Kev. There was an article in the Financial Times where a gentleman called Eric Collins who was being interviewed. And um, basically, he is the chief executive at Impact X. Okay. Basically, Impact X is a capital firm which looks to invest in underrepresented entrepreneurs. Mm, So basically, the gist of this article was saying that Black-owned businesses struggle to find investors and Black-owned businesses were more likely to be rejected for an overdraft and charge higher <laughs> interest rates than their own white counterparts. So, so we can say basically the, the, the setting of the Black business to fail before it yeah, gets off the yeah. ground. And you've got to fight so much to keep yourself afloat. I understand afloat. that, but I believe when there is a will, there's a way. But yeah, you can say that, but you, money makes the world go around. If you don't even have that in the first place, you can't even say, I can put a, a plan to action. Answer, I, I, I disagree with you because how I believe, how I see it is, if you are working, you know how much money you're bringing in a month. Not necessarily. No, no, no. Okay. If no, you, no, so let me hear what okay. you're saying. Go on. As I was saying, if you are working, you know how much money you roughly take home each month. For example, you brought home, say, £2,000 a month. So once you've done your monthly deductions, rent, food, yeah. eyelashes, nails, <laughs> makeup, whatever, then you might be left over with a little bit of money left over. Say you had additional £300. So by using this as an example, 300 times by 12 months. By the end of the year, you have 3600 So if you say for additional two years, you could have a great sum of money to start your business. Yeah. And as well as, well as save yourself the embarrassment for potentially being refused from the banks. Mm. I just want to highlight something here. Heaven forbid, if it doesn't work out, the good thing about doing it this way, the only person you owe is yourself. All I'm saying, you just need to have patience, people. Mm. What I say to you, though, is like, okay, do you think as a a people, like black people, Mm -hmm. do you think that we sometimes feel as if that we should get that sort of uh, fellow black person buying from us as like a kind of say as a standard before we even actually make a product competitive or make it appeal yeah. to them do you think we just feel like okay that's because I'm black you're black I think we should me. because everyone yeah. else has yeah, yeah. why not simple as that everyone I, else I, has what well, they say like they say is charity then, begins at home everyone's a consumer yeah everyone is a consumer doesn't matter what colour you are everyone's got a particular style and taste of what they want but I think that should go after because that's what they do. Like, everyone buys from home first. Yeah. Well, guys, it's great that we're all passionate about the Black Pound and the Black Hustle and supporting our Black businesses. But 
there's more that we can do. We can push for more. Um, we can strive for more. Yeah. And I feel like generational wealth is one of those key elements that we can do as a community. Okay. For those who do not know what generational wealth is, what it is is basically an asset passed down from one generation to the next. Uh, if you leave something behind that is noticeable, it's basically considered as a generational wealth or someone, other people might call it inheritance. It's not really something that's really heard of among the black community. But in terms of our, our other counterparts, like the white counterparts or the Asian counterparts or even the Jewish counterparts, this is, these are the things that they have been doing for years. They've been leaving um, in noticeable inheritance for their children, for them to maintain and also pass down to their children. Yeah. And that's something that we need to do, not only in this generation, but also generation going forward. Um, I would like to talk about other things in regards to how we can build uh, generational wealth. It's very important as a black community to educate ourselves. And I feel like knowledge yeah. is key in doing that. Um, there was a book uh, I was reading and her name is called Chantel Nami Bankule. She wrote a book called um, Generational Wealth. Okay. And what it is, is basically a guide for parents to build wealth for their children. Chantel shares, shares her opinions available and her facts to consider for parents who wish to build generational wealth for their children. She also incorporates her own experiences and journeys to building wealth to give her readers a relatable perspective. From what I have read, her aim is to basically build for the next generation of kids to be financially well prepared and equipped for their journey through life yeah. to help also their parents and in order to do that, we have to obviously have that financial to have that backing to do that. Um, and, and that's something we also need to touch upon as a community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with Remy, but we can also do more, like invest in real estate, invest in stock mm. markets and dominate in the areas we spend our pounds. For example, the hair market. For real. Yeah. How come the Chinese people own 40% of the black hair market? Why? This, do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. All the grease and all the combs and all, everything. Yeah. Why, why are they making it? This yeah. is what I don't understand. Why, do you get what I'm trying to say? Because yeah, yeah, I, I don't believe that we have been exposed how to manufacture. Yeah. I think people go to school, then you go into retail work and work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But some other time, I'm looking at it, because obviously growing up, you have your parents telling you, oh, you don't want you to be doctors. Mm -hmm. They wanted you to be lawyers. Yeah. But no one has ever said, okay, um, have you, how about being your own um, business person? Mm -hmm. Having your own business, how do you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. It's always been working for other people. Using your skills. I understand. And going to school and going to uni. Mm -hmm how I see it is sometimes you've got to use your own initiative mm. okay can all of us listen to our parents mm. <laughs> when we pick and choose where we want to listen Trust. to family members mm -hmm. yeah. currently there are many resources out there as I previously mentioned like the Prince's Trust there is also Virgin Startup Google even YouTube mm. however depends on the type of business you want to start you can research on UK Gov and for investments there is Impact X 10 by 10 and Seed Enterprise to name a few. Sim, that sounds good on paper. It's just mm. how they treat you when you go to get here as a black. No, but the thing is, you're also our own. It's all set. Everything's above high. Everything's you got to just do a bit more. You got to do. You got to do that. And then things. If you do do that yeah. and you manage to be good at that, you have to be consistent. So then that's when quality comes involved. I'm you see what I'm trying to say. Yeah. To you? And then that's when the legends have been around. It. These 
these Coca Colas and like, they've been around a hundred years. You got to compete with them, like you said. Yes, altitude but, fitness, they got they got compete with Beyonce. They got be got compete with all these people that come with they got Adidas backing. They got the material. They got the factory. They got, you see what I'm trying to say to That's all I'm saying. And that's the difference. And then you got to come with your consistency. And then that's when you got to be honest. Say to them, I can only give full 50, say, say 50 uh, tracksuits I can make this month. That's mm. what I can sell. Don't don't go over what you can do. I do. That's what I've always. hundred percent. When people want to make, do they want all the 50 knocks? Do you want to got 10 there? So everyone wants to get rich without doing the work. They need to stop. Okay, that that is the issue. Yeah. Personally. Mm. To be fair, I had a friend of mine um, that I've tried to help recently. So during the whole COVID lockdown period, she was doing nursing beforehand. Mm. And then she didn't feel comfortable in that environment. So therefore, she kind of thought, okay, how can she still contribute to like her family, but not doing the nursing Mm. sort of role in it? So she started to do a little sort of food business and whatnot. So I kind of like, you know, helped her in terms of the whole planning process, um, you know, in terms of costings and whatnot. Yeah. So even with that, there's a lot of mistakes that she was just making in terms of like not considering, okay, if I could only make X amount throughout the day, mm. you know what I mean? Don't try and sell more than I yeah. can. Yeah. You know what I mean? So these little things, it's true what Kevin said, that I don't think enough people consider that they have to kind of aim within the element. Mm. They can't start to kind of think to themselves as, okay, Nike or ASOS, mm. next day delivery sort of mm-hmm. thing. If it takes you a certain amount of time, then that's how long it takes. you got to try and cater to that market and try mm. to find... You know what I mean? People willing to purchase within those restrictions. I just think the budgets are always so tight for black people. So even when you hire two people, two employees or two cooks or two fabric people, two people on the machines, that's your budget. There isn't no excess, even mm. when you get profit, if you know mm. what I'm talking about. So when, you got, yeah. like, so when you're doing it by yourself, if you can't afford to, let's say, leave the pot there and let the cook come in to do all that stuff and you've got to figure it all out, that's when it becomes problems. And then when people come get their food, they're like, yeah, it was nice, but I ain't waiting two hours. Mm. So they're going to go back to tickle me. That's already been there. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Because it's already been there for 15 years. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the problem when you start these businesses you got to, you got to figure that process out and let yeah. and let people understand and then that's when people support you and then be like yeah listen I know I've got to go there at this time because Bob yeah. if you know that and then that's when things can grow you get time to be able to grow your business and then you can hire someone else and then, then you see what I'm trying to say if you don't that, do that that's when issues will come and that's when people are supporting you have to be realistic yeah. some businesses shouldn't be started I'm sorry boom I'm just, boom I'm, I, I, I'm not you have to be realistic yeah. you have to really think to myself can I really do this is it feasible and if it's not, then you go back and... What grinds my gears more time, yeah, is the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs or business starters, yeah, they try to create these um, T-shirts now, sell it for these huge markup prices, you mm. know what I mean? This plain little mm. T-shirt they're getting from wherever, a little print on it, and they try to charge you like, you know what I mean? They've been around for decades or whatever. And then we tell them no, though. It kind of looks like, oh, yeah, you're not trying to support the thing. You know what I mean? Big man, I'm trying to do my hustle out here. You're trying to hold me and hold me back and that. You think to yourself, well, you're not selling nothing that I want. Would you support Jay Huston with his 800 pound jackets and that? No, why am I buying Angel Budget? I don't buy a Jennifer Budget for... Okay. For, 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 that's, 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 that's a black entrepreneur. He's trying to say, like, I'm trying to do the thing like Drake. He goes, I'm trying to get me OVOs. It's a thousand pound trailers. Like, I'm trying to look, look, I'm a big artist. I got yeah. number one album. Yeah. What? So what, you're trying to buy my 700 pound jacket that's in Selfridges? I mean... That's what he's saying. He's like, well, you can't if, if you're in that bracket... Wait, if you're in that bracket, I would say... saying? Yes, probably, yeah, I would support him. Mm. If I was in a bracket where I was spending 700 pound on a jacket or trainers or anything like that, then yeah, obviously I give, we're looking. But that still goes back to, is his product worth the quality? Is yeah. it worth everything I'm paying a Hold on, how's that person selling it to you? Are you going to their shop? No, most of the time it's just a guy, he's got a little sort of like Instagram profile or something. He'll tell you like, oh yeah, follow me on this, that. I've got t-shirts and whatnot. 
And yeah, you look at it and you try to sort of um, buy into the whole ethos of the yeah. brand. You try to think to yourself, okay, let me help out. But then you, there's got to be a point where as a consumer, you think to yourself, this isn't money that I worked for, mm. you know what I mean? My hard earned when I did my hours under the cost, you know what I mean? Whether it's customer service or it's cleaning or you whatever go. job you're doing, yeah, you're doing the hard work. So when you're spending your money, you, you, don't, you don't want to give it away just for the sake of, okay, yeah, I'm supporting black business. Okay, but then yeah. if, that was, but if that was a celebrity, would you fork out that money That's for? That's what I just said about Jay Hush jackets. Would you? That's what I'm saying. Like, if I was going to buy something and the, and the quality was there and the brand was appealing to me, then yeah. If obviously Jay Huss made a pair of trainers that's within my price range and it looked appealing to me, then yeah, I would go. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I'm trying to get that. Yeah, it's not just about just being black. I think that's the wrong mindset that most black people adopt when it comes to business. Just because I'm black, other black people will support me. Nah, you have to think to yourself as, am I competitive? Like you said before, yeah, what are my competitors doing? Regardless of their race or ethnicity or whatever, Think to yourself, okay, is my product competitive against theirs? Can it stand on its own two feet if you put each of them together? If not, then you've got to rethink it. You've got to go back to drawing board and kind of come up with something better to, you know, I try and promote. You can't just be like, ah. Oh. But like I said, I think some black people don't trust other black people. Damn straight. What I mean by that is there is stigma about buying black. There's xenophobia. And the lack of mm. trust. Do you feel more comfortable buying from other races than, 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 let's say, black people if you went to buy something? No, that doesn't cross my doesn't mind. Matter. It's just about quality. Yeah, it's quality. Yeah. It's, it's quality if I like it. Like, for example, like, you know, when you were saying in terms of black owned businesses, right? Mm. Like, if I want to buy from a black owned business, I want I don't want something that looks like Nike or, or Adidas. Mm. I want something completely Unique. different. Mm-hmm. And in terms of when you said about your negative experience of um of black black owned businesses and whatnot, like the bad customer service, mm. like I would always, I, I would like to give, I always give them a second chance because just mm. like we, how many times have we gave, we gave Apple and Samsung mm. a second chance? ASOS. Yeah. Buy a new phone. They've done me dirty bear time. Yeah, trust me. I'm going to go back because the phone is banging. <laughs> you, you <laughs> some people like, trying to say. some people like abuse. That's, some, some people do. <laughs> I mean, let's not go into the abuse part, but, <laughs> but seriously, seriously though, but yeah, that's, what I want to ask is, yeah, in terms of, role models and mentors yeah in the black business world yeah are there any really for people to look up to i don't know who are they i haven't i don't know who they are mm. we do have a lot of black mentors in the uk such as mike edwards who owns aries lifestyle brand you have businessman trevor johnson who is now the md of tiktok uk and eric collins from impact x however forbes has released the 25 leading black British businesses people to follow so there are people that you can research yeah I've got um, some from the top of my head right um, mm-hmm. one guy called um, Edward Enninful, um who's um, know who he is no okay yeah he's the head of Oak isn't he yeah yeah the editor in chief of British oh, we got there, yeah. okay there's, there's another one called um, Vanessa Kingori she's the head of head publishing director of British Vogue as well Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, just found, I just found out like last month. So the thing is though, yeah, in terms of these mentors, all right, so a lot of us, I would say, didn't really know about them prior to obviously this conversation, right? Yeah. Mm. So what we need to do now is obviously promote these people. It's true. Get them more exposure to Generate the sort of world. younger generation to kind of understand that there are people other than Jay Huss yeah. and, you know... And Skepta. And Skepta out there. I'm not saying they're not good role models. We're just saying, yeah, I mean, when it comes to making money and getting yourself up That's there, all you know. Yeah, you need to have a variation in it. Not everyone's going to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not everyone's mm. going to be doing 
the acting thing, like mm-hmm. John, John Biega and that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Obviously, that's one uh, avenue that he possibly could take, which is good. But in terms of... We should take all avenues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, business is such a crucial part mm-hmm. of life, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, especially when it comes to, like I said beforehand, as a means of power, as a means of independence, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for the black culture, giving ourselves that sort of platform to progress and build upon, you know, all these other um, ethnicities we mentioned before, the Asian market, mm. you know, obviously um, the Chinese market, people, mm. European, mm. they built up this sort of uh, philosophy over time in, mm-hmm. in terms of they found a product or service that was and able just, to be yeah. marketed and sold and they literally just grind it out. And I mean, a mm. lot of these stores you see now that are household names, mm. They're in back centuries. Yeah. yeah. You get what I'm saying? And that's what we need to be doing. And we that's need to what have we a seat on the table. You know generation wealth. Yeah, exactly. We, should we shouldn't be competing. Wealth. Competing against each other is a good thing, obviously, but I'm talking about we should have a seat on the table with everyone else. I agree. With the I Jews, agree. with Chinese, with everyone else. We should mm. have our own philosophy just like everyone else. And that's just Sim saying, yeah, in terms yeah. of yeah, passing on mm-hmm. the sort of, you know, the business baton as you would to the next generation. Trust. Exactly. Mm, so definitely. we are starting as the 1806 people now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. In, 20, yeah. in 2020. Yeah. So next, exactly in 2020. So next, in the next 100 years, mm. then we say, oh, well, our, our grandparents did this and yeah. we are today. You know what I'm so we I, are the foundation yeah. of that. Yeah. There's so many other ways that I feel like we black people have not even touched the surface or even scraped the pot. And the ways we can do that is supporting black-owned businesses and for upon doing my research in regards to black owned businesses, I came across a lady called by the name of Cecilia Boyd. I hope I'm pronouncing her, her name right. Who empowered the idea to help build her six year old child's confidence after experiencing a difficult time at school because of her skin color. You know, she published a, a book called Coco Girls, which now has led her to uh, creating a magazine as well during the lockdown period. Okay. And this, is such a way that we can also evolve and grow as, as a community. If you have an idea that can lead to a business, guys, please go ahead and do it, mm. you know, because not all of us are meant to work nine to five jobs. Some of us are meant to be entrepreneurs. Some of us are meant to be business owners. And I feel like if we take that leap of faith and push ourselves to do things and get out of our comfort zone, okay. I feel like we can achieve so much more as a community. Yeah, if, you it, if you take it worldwide, yeah, in terms of, uh, apart from obviously the tech companies, which obviously they're faking it mm. in terms of the numbers that they're cracking mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. it. Not many black people are involved in it as well. <laughs> yeah, for, exactly, for one. Um, but also um, when you think about some other like, you know, brands, um, L'Oreal, um, Walmart, you know what I mean? They've been around since mm. the mom and pop shop mm. with little on a corner Johnson, yeah, and whatnot. Johnson, 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 Johnson. Johnson. Mm. you know what I'm was in it for the long haul. You see, yeah. that, exactly, you, you take what you can manage. Mm. And yeah. then from there, when people are purchasing from you, mm. then you're able to grow with that. Mm. Yeah. And I do feel a lot of um, black businesses do want overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They do want to sort of, you know, stop a shop today and by tomorrow we'll be driving a Range Rover. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Work They're like not that. thinking themselves. You didn't okay. think about the infrastructure. Exactly. Mm. Reinvesting the profits back into the Boom. company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or they'll They're be not... the main person. Yeah. But what in terms of football, for example, mm-hmm. you have the players, and behind the players, you have the managers, mm-hmm. you have and the, the owners. You have the owners, you have the 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 physiotherapist therapists, mm-hmm. you have the agents. Mm-hmm. You can still be part of that team, but mm-hmm. in a different position mm-hmm. and you still make your money mm-hmm. so you don't have to be at, at the front mm-hmm. just 
successful. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. As UK black people, we need to have there are role models out there. And mm. if you we will talk about them throughout our season. Mm. Mm. Uh, so please stay tuned. Mm. But we need to be more forefront. So the same way we look at Piers Morgan on GMTV. GMTV. No, but what I'm trying to say to you, I would like to see a black representative just on the same level. Okay, Mm. that makes sense. In those type of household names. I want to see a black household name. Mm. Big nasty for GMTV. Come on, bro. Other than entertainment purposes. What I'm trying to say to you. Same way. No, the same way we say like Steve, um, Steve Jobs. Mm. Bill Gates mm. I would like to ha- I say that with ease mm. I would like Bob to have a black UK representative Jerome Boateng and man and said like... <laughs> Bro, you don't even know who you just said that's a it's German it's, footballer it's, it's, that's a footballer right I know I know, right? I know, I know no, but, it's a black name that. No, okay, it's a black name but I would like to have a black, a a black name which it is, isn't is. in the I mean. entertainment or sports yeah. sector yeah. I want someone who is this random like an Oliver Bonas guy who started his shop Okay. Now has hundreds of shops around the country. Mm. I want that kind of representative within our own. But we have black billionaires. So what I want to ask Who you is, do you think, yeah, all right, now you know what do you think? People. What do you think is the biggest stumbling block then overall? Fear. Fear, okay. Fear. So you think we basically shot ourselves in the foot because we don't want to try, because we fear we might fail or... Fear you might fail. Yeah. Fear of... If it doesn't work for me, it's the shame behind it. Yeah. Okay. Do you agree with that as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think shame as well. Yeah. Okay. Is, is a big part so why a lot think, of people don't. You don't really... think racism is another big? No, I think, that, really I, think that, I think racism is an afterthought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think first of all, when you think about it, depends on where you are, like currently in your life. Mm. Can I really take the plunge? And do my business because I don't know who I'm supporting. Is yeah. someone supporting me or, or am I supporting them? Mm. Yeah. Can I, if it doesn't work, what do I fall back on? Mm. That's what people so have that an age gap. On. It's like if you're not if you're not this thin by your 30, you're like you're a waste. Yeah. As you feel a black like a person, not a black man or woman, as a black person. Like, these, not, these motherfuckers still going to college at 46, but they're still doing uni, they're still going to do that. But us, like, if we haven't done what we wanted to achieve at a certain age, then that's when mm, pressure comes some, into it, isn't it? Boom, and then you're like, like 33, it's like, yeah, well, man. Pressure from society. Man's still clocking mm. in at half eight. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to say, and everyone's still mad at you. But what yeah. comes with that pressure is not having support as well. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. not. How many people is going to burn the midnight hour with you mm. to, to finish that business plan? Mm. Mm. Or going to jump on that road trip to, to, to sell at that trade yeah. show? Yeah. Or who's going to put, who's going to invest their little yeah. savings in you? Mm. It's having that support. Not just friends, mm. family. That's true. And also, sometimes the least person you expect, sometimes strangers. Who will help you. Mm. Not people just that just come like when it happens to be successful. Mm. Yeah. It's like they want a piece of the pie, you know? Yeah. And jealousy. Mm. Yeah, I do from think where? Yeah, do you know, no, see, from all angles. Jealousy. Jealousy. You have to be very careful who you have. I do feel like... Sometimes even your own family is jealous of you. I do feel... Yeah, I was going to say, I do feel that, yeah, that is actually a really sort of inter- inter- hindrance when it comes to success because a lot of, uh, you know, black people don't like seeing the next black man go above them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They always look at it as, a, like Kevin said, a competition thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he's wearing certain kicks or whatever, mm-hmm. I've got to be wearing that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. therefore, I'm not going to buy from him because he's using my money to buy 
Give himself, mm-hmm. you know, the drip drop mm-hmm. whilst I've got to do my thing. They're not looking at it thinking to themselves, okay, he's got a product that I actually need mm-hmm. and I can actually, you know, uplift uh, black business to obviously bring more black business, um, black people into. Mm. They're kind of thinking to more a case of the individual to say, okay, they're going to be... Mm. Uh, building on my expense. Going back on what Remy said about yeah. the whole teaching, about growing up, about they didn't teach us to do these things. What I'm trying to say is, see the Asian boys and the Asian girls. Mm, yeah. like, listen, what I'm trying to say is, I've seen I've seen a couple of programs and documentaries about the stuff. They they tell these people what to do before they get here. They, they already know what to do when they get here. They already know what businesses or what... It's already been set up. Like, for example, no disrespect, everyone, everyone knows about the corner shops. Mm. Yeah, they've been running that from early. Yes. Yeah? So early. Yeah? yeah. Everyone knows about the corner shops. But what I'm trying to say is they have these, they have these like literally have seminars and they have like schools and things that say when you get to England or when you get to the European country, this is what you should do. You should set up this because yes. this is what these... They help each other. Wait, 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 wait. This is what these... No, this is... You cater to what people need, not what they want. So for example, these black people need the hair. Go there then. Go yeah. get the hair. Go to the wholesalers. Run up a shop. Pay the rent. Boom, boom. Next minute you earn them. Like that. How many Asian men... Are, Come in and making peace within five years. Yep. But no, no, seriously. And then some man, they come over here from wherever, sharing on whatever, and it took on 15, 20, they had to get with another two, put a baby in her just to be settled. <laughs> yeah. But my man's here for five years, and my man's in Canary Wolf. Like, no, Sim, it's a mad thing for me. I don't like it. Kevin, I know it makes me uncomfortable, Sim. Yeah. You hit the nail on the That's head. That's where generational you wealth said, comes into it. You said... But she said they didn't said, teach us this stuff growing up. But you, but you hit the nail on the head. You said they're catering what people mm-hmm. need. Yeah. Everybody needs food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay? So there was always going to be a market. Mm-hmm. If you are supplying something which is more niche-based, mm-hmm. but this is where the power of the pound is. Yeah, it is. If, yeah. Like, I, like I said, going to a, a takeout night just one day isn't enough for that for that food establishment to be consistent. Because mm. if you buy from them constantly, like we're going to McDonald's yes. or Burger yep. King yes. or Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or the chicken and chip shop, <laughs> yeah. yep. then you will have, so it's because you, you're constantly buying from them, they were able to buy other shops yeah. having different locations to grow and, and, so I, and, and if, you know, from there once you have that money then you can then sell it as a franchise yeah, mm-hmm. that's how they, but, they built their capital have, have to, a, lot of them, a lot of these shops that these main food shops are franchises mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay McDonald's very McDonald's don't really own majority of their building no, if you have £100,000 you can open up a McDonald's now and earn money yeah. alright guys what's your final thoughts on the matter then let me uh, just hear what sort of things you think is the uh, key ingredients to take away I would definitely say generational wealth is definitely key okay Um, so I find that we do not leave anything for our kids kids to leave inherit yeah Yeah. so the way to probably do that is more investing in stock markets real estate Mm. and even just passing down a business as well and it's more or less just investing in our kids Mm. education as well yep Yep. All right, Jay what are you saying uh, yeah, I've, as I said before, I always said that just because you had one like negative experience with a black-owned business, or, always like give them a second chance. Mm. You know, always. Everyone's mm. human, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like ev- everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, don't don't stereotype. And, yeah. Okay, cool, Kev. Two things for me. I think personally is. Uh, obviously like you said about bad experiences but just be consistent I think we just need to be, be a bit more consistent with what we do in our products because I think our products are great and yeah. I think our products are better that's just my opinion mm. and the other thing is, is like going back on the whole knowledge thing if you learn about the hair, hair stuff learn about all of this stuff learn about that business if you want to if you want to invest in it if you're, if you're upset about that stuff if you want to get in there get back in it yourself mm. so yeah that's what I think um, just to piggyback what Mr Kev said is that if you are starting the business 
make sure you understand that business mm. or you have some form of qualification, whatever you feel. Make sure mm. you understand your craft, you understand your market, and you have to have patience. Rome wasn't built in the day. No, it wasn't. You can't take shot and mentality into business. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, you can't. You can't. That's what I'm saying. Fix up. Um, yeah, well, I would say as well, um, I just think as uh, black people, we need to be competitive. Don't just rest on being black as the only sort of USP to g- try and get, you know, the market share. Try and be just as good or even better than the Asian man's market, the white man's market. Try to think of yourself as a unique business mm. and then that will allow you to kind of get even more. You get a white man buying from you. Mm. You get an Asian man buying from you. You know what I mean? Don't just oh, think okay. to yourself as, okay, well, black business, I want black people to buy from me because, oh, I'm also black. I think that's the wrong way to go about yeah. it and you've got to try and change that mentality in order to, you know, progress further. But guys, thank you very much for your yeah, contribution man. today. Thank you. Thank Thanks, really, guys. Really good uh, insight and um, appreciate it. Peace.